Well, ho, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with Grinches and Darwin's Finches. I'm Adrian, as always, here with my best bud, Paul. Uh, let's get cracking. Let's get big factin'. Let's get no capping. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. No cap. What's up, slut? <laughs> Is this a new thing you're trying? Now that you're out, you're gonna start calling people slut? Yeah, I was gonna call you either skank or slut, but I felt like uh, I wanted to really go aggressive with it. <laughs> Did that come in the manual, or just trying on something new? <laughs> it's pronounced Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ola Poppy. <laughs> Shout out to my brother. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> Did you have anything with uh, your siblings where you called them something different than what their friends called them? Yeah, you you always kind of lightly make fun of it with my sister. You know her, what I call her. Is that not what her friends call her? No, nobody calls her Misha. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just assumed that was her nickname. No. Nah. <laughs> um, and then I used to call her Susa, which I think was just some sort of like mixture of Misha and sister from like when I was a young kid. Mm. These bitches love Susa. <laughs> uh yeah for some reason in in our household my brother went by the nickname for his middle name fernando so he called him nando but everyone in his life called him by the nickname for his first name manny and that always felt like a it was one of those things where like uh oh you know it's kind of going back to rami where the dad uh, is talking to his boss and his boss calls him like an americanized version of his name like frank uh, uh it just like felt like such a weird thing where i was like what, what the fuck why are they calling you manny that's not your name <laughs> Oh yeah, the dad's name in that show is Farouk. Farouk. Yeah, Farouk. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. So random question to start off, but uh, didn't mean to uh, for all these years be uh, antagonistic in the way I called uh, your sister. <laughs> I mean, the, what the, the things I've heard you call your sister are way more antagonistic. So <laughs> I didn't take it too personally. I think it's just, just kind of my thing. Anti sister bias. Antisa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really riffing hard at the beginning of this one. <laughs> All right, Paul, uh, a ho-ho-ho to you. Merry Christmas, Adrian. Actually, happy holidays. Ooh. I'm one of those. You know what I mean? Now um, now I feel weird. I feel like you're judging me implicitly by replying happy <laughs> holidays to my Merry absolutely. Christmas. Um, that happened to me once at Trader Joe's. I told a customer happy holidays. She winked at me and said, they make you say that, right? And I did not get the chance to be like, no, I'm just not a bad person <laughs> i don't think bad people say happy holidays or say merry christmas if you hear merry christmas you immediately think what a bad person i think when you have the attitude she has about it and the way that you said it it makes me think you're a bad person yeah yeah i mean if you're berating employees for saying happy holidays you're probably a bad person but if you're just <laughs> saying merry christmas she was a she was a she was a real karen Ugh. karen has become such a like overused word to just attack any white woman at this point like i i don't know it's it's become like exhausting to see anybody called a karen online why are you running to this lady's defense <laughs> i think uh i think she had strong speak to the manager energy <laughs> yeah I, I i no i guess this was just something i thought about separately and that reminded me of it because are we doing a paul's pet peeve yeah this is a paul's pet peeve you should Ooh, call that's good because i actually also have a pet peeve to bring in so let's do this let's do rage corner yeah <laughs> 
Karen is for people who call the police or call managers, but I've seen it online recently used for anybody who just wants to improve the world. So somebody will be like, I think it needs wider use. Like, I think when people are like, oh, do you know that Watson and Crick stole most of their work from Rosalind Franklin? You gotta be like, fucking Karens, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Or somebody will just be like talking about politics in general and like a white woman will just say anything like, oh, I think we should have Medicare for all. And they'll be like, oh, wanting to tax us more fucking Karen. I'm like, what? That's not what that word means. Like, yeah, I think we've, this is like the second conversation we've had about this on pod where both of us are just really mad when the world doesn't, <laughs> uh, when the world takes words and makes them meaningless. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. I've just, I've become a fu- like, what I've become like that, uh, yeah, that type of person. I mean, it just, it sucks when a word that has a perfectly like precise meaning, precise meaning becomes like, now you don't know what people are saying when they say it because now it has 10 different meanings. This is exactly what I said about the word cringe. Yeah, we're just we're just running in circles. I guess you're right. Okay, cool. I like that pet peeve. I agree with it, obviously. Uh, my pet peeve, I was going to the store to buy beer for Beer Corner today, and it's kind of 50-50 on which stores do this, but stores that when they ID you, make you pull your mask down. What what do you guys think this is? <laughs> what, what, what do you... <laughs> What, what do you think the point of it is for me to have a mask on? If people are trying to, like, fake ID their way to get beer, just fucking let them, dude. Everything sucks right now. Just let kids have alcohol and let me get my alcohol without having to sh- pull down my mask. And this makes me angry because it's not a trivial thing for me because I have, like, a very tight seal with my glasses on it mm. that I kind of do before I go in. And so, I don't know, I feel bad about it because I do, like, make sure to, like, show that it's a little bit of a hassle for me to have to, like, pop up my glasses, take the thing down, and then show them, like, the real precise movements I use to put my mask back on. But No, yeah, I agree with you, annoying. though. When you have glasses, you absolutely have to do that because otherwise your glasses are going to get fogged up. You have to, like, press it against your nose real good to make sure yeah, exactly. the air it's comes really out. Annoying. And so the bottom whenever of the they make you pull your mask down, it's yeah. so fucking stupid. No, I agree. That's uh, uh, that's a certified big facts no cap pet peeve that's not just adrian i mean it is a christmas season has anything christmasy happened to you yet no oh oh i did just uh wrap a present though and it's like the second or third time i've ever wrapped a present so it does not look good dude i'm so bad at it and i've done it a lot it's for a white elephant exchange and so i got i knew this gas station in davis that sells pbr gift wrap so i made sure to go get that uh wrapped to the present which is actually classy i think the um veneer of the uh presentation belies the classiness of the white elephant gift which is yeah i guess i can say since it's gonna you know this episode's gonna come out well after the white elephant exchange but it's a i kind of did something lazy and just picked something from the house which is uh i put the puzzle that i bought for me and phil to do that we never got around to Uh so it's a really nice uh portland company that makes um uh nice classy jigsaws and so it's a nice painting of frida Kahlo. oh nice one with the unibrow? Yeah. Nice. And I probably will actually, like, rebuy it whenever I want to actually do a puzzle. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of uh, one time when me and you went thrift shopping together, and it was just making me laugh so hard. Uh, you're haggling with this guy that got you upset. Do you remember this story? No, no. You were buying uh, these two portraits of uh, an Asian oh, yeah, man and yeah. an Asian woman. Okay, I do woman. remember that, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, the guy, and the guy told you, oh, like, what was it, five for the woman, ten for the man? For the picture yeah, of the yeah, man, yeah. and and you and you were like, "Why are they different?" Because they were like the exact same painting. They were clearly they were a obviously a set. Yeah, they were clearly a coupled painting. Yeah. And you were like, "Why more for this one?" Like it's the exact same thing. And he just goes, "You well, you know what he's smoking in that painting?" And you're like, "Uh, what?" Yeah. And he goes, "Opium." And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, "You're 
like your your face just immediately got upset and you're like <laughs> you just like you didn't say it to him but you just walked away with me and you were just like why would what's in the painting affect the price of the painting <laughs> he just like he like puts in his own painting of a tesla in the background and he's like you know what's in the background of that painting <laughs> that's why that one's five bucks and that one's two thousand <laughs> Like he just uh, he sells paintings of gold bars for thousands of dollars. <laughs> I had that story written in my uh, joke notebook for the longest time, trying to make that into a bit. Yeah, that was a that. Was you a ended really up buying him too. You you experience. bought you bought his concept and paid fifteen. Oh for yeah, because it was still a reasonable price, yeah, and yeah. also it creeped out everyone who's no one else liked those paintings. <laughs> they weren't creepy. They were they were just like an old Asian people. <laughs> Everyone else I know who like came into my house uh, in the time that I had them thought they were either haunted or just generally creepy. I think that might be like, damn, the the the, the way the media makes our warps our understanding and minds. It's just like uh, the stereotype of old Asian people giving you curses. <laughs> uh, Gremlins is problematic. I'm canceling it. <laughs> I don't know where those paintings are right now, actually. Oh I no! Having them in the house that I lived in, Adrian. They're hung up right behind you. I see them right now. <laughs> yeah. Wait. What was the point of that story? What was that connected to? Oh, uh, we were talking about you buying There's the something. Frida Kahlo and. Uh... Oh right. So the one story that I wanted to talk about about wrapping gifts is um seventh grade. We were doing a project where we had to like wrap a cereal box, yeah, uh, and then decorate it to like represent one of the elements on the periodic table uh and so obviously the first thing you had to do was wrap it and not everyone was good at that and there's this one girl in our class who like i think she was kind of like an overachievery like she played basketball and i like i remember hearing that like everyone was annoyed with her because she was like a really selfish player wait name names uh, this was allison k oh i don't know that person um so she was going around offering to rap for other people because she was so good at it she was like oh i'll just do it for you um and so at one point our teacher comes back up to the front of the class and he's like all right, guys, well, I see some of you guys need some help. It doesn't matter if they look that good. And then he grabs one that Allison did for another guy and was like, I mean, obviously this one was wrapped by a dude. Uh, <laughs> and just like, there's so few moments in life where you get karmic justice that succinctly and that precisely. It was uh, excellent. Absolutely love that moment. I remember this one time in seventh grade during a history class. <laughs> You're looking at me. The theme, the theme isn't school experiences, Paul. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's actually a Christmas story. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right, all right. When we were learning about fascism, to explain it, the teacher had one of the uh, had a surprise drop in from the vice principal. Do you remember the woman? It was TJ Z's mom. She, she yeah, Ms. Z. <laughs> that makes sense. That's what we would call her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It was also one. a piece of. Uh... Pleasant Hill Middle School lore that she was the one who was always in the costume for our mascot during games. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, people, it wasn't like out and about knowledge. Um, but this is such a weird uh, memory. But I remember hearing that it was her and hearing a rumor. And I remember one time looking at her and being like, she's got really strong looking calves. I bet she could do all the jumping and dancing you need to do in that suit. <laughs> is that how your sexuality butted? Is that is that what... Yeah, it's like Ted Danson in uh, Bored to Death, where he talks about the first time he sees a girl's armpit hair in middle school, and it just shines in the light so perfectly, and it represents her becoming a woman. 
but yeah, so Miss Z showed up like halfway through us just doing like a PowerPoint lecture or whatever. And she comes in and she tells us that there's new rules being instated that we have to like carry all the books. That's when she did her Bill Maher impression. <laughs> she did her new rules segment. <laughs> new rule. <laughs> and it was about how we had to uh, like carry books for the eighth graders. And we had to like, uh, we had all these things we had to do for eighth graders. It was like, from now on, you'll mm-hmm. have to carry their books between classes for them. Um if an 8th grader is upset with you, they're allowed to give you demerit points and put you in ISS. Um, you have to, like, pay for their lunch or something. It was, like, all these things we were going to have to start doing. And she was, like, saying it very seriously. Like, it was, mm-hmm. like, a real new school policy. And then she, like, left the room. And then everybody was really upset. And then, like, 10 minutes later, we're all, like, how? Like, we're raising our hands, talking to the teacher. He's like, I don't know. Like, she was just going classroom to classroom. I didn't even know about this policy. Um, and then she comes back 10 minutes later and she's like, now you guys know about fascism. None of that's really happening, but that's, <laughs> that's what happens. Under- she did do it dressed as Hitler, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And honestly, in like, retros- any chance to wear a costume, Miss Z was all over it. <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect, I think that might've not been the, uh, most tactful choice, but it really, it, it knocked the point home. Yeah. Yeah. She, any chance to do her character work, Miss Z was always on top of it. <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, Agent. I'm sorry. You want you want to just get to it? You want to get to Christmas? To fucking, do you have a media roundup or something you want to do? As always, I will preface this by saying that we are two weeks ahead of you, or behind you guys, so uh, we're not really watching Christmas stuff right now. Although I guess essentially people are already at this point. I've seen multiple like YouTube commentary videos about how bad Netflix's uh, holiday specials are. I, I watched the uh, I watched that new Kristen Stewart um, Aubrey Plaza holiday piece about. Um, mm. Uh, I can't even remember the love interest name. I just remember Aubrey Plaza. Um, I know Mary Holland is in it, but she's not one of the main characters. No. Um, oh, and what's her name's in it from a Community? Uh, Alison Brie. That is a spicy cast of women. <laughs> spicy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it it, it was. It, I mean, if you like Hallmark movies or like cheesy Christmas movies, it was pretty good. It's like a pretty box standard comedy, heartfelt. Yeah, my brother liked it. Um. That's the only Christmas thing I've really watched. I'm not the biggest Christmas movie person. If anything, I watch during the Christmas season things that feel homey and Christmassy, but aren't like strictly Christmas movies like the Harry Potter series. Uh, the Christmas scenes in Harry Potter are quite charming. So it's still actually kind of a pretty good Christmas movie. Except nowadays when you watch it and there's all those clues where like Rod is like, but also to be a woman, you have to have a vagina. <laughs> Let me be <laughs> yeah, very clear period, about right? that. Like at the time it was so charming, but now it's like... It's, Oh, that's what she meant. (laughs) (laughs) The only tradition I have for Christmas is uh, watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm, The live action one? one. Okay. (laughs) It holds up every single year. I think the animated one is more beloved, but I like you. I I knew that you would have the same opinion as me, that the live action one is delightful. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, so it's been a huge part of me and Doralee's Christmas ritual for a long time. She sent me a text about me coming up to Portland for the holidays and was like, oh, cool. When you get here, we're going to watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas and Elf, right? And I was like, one of those things is not like the other. <laughs> uh, do we usually watch Elf? And she was like, no, but I, I, I think I've heard it's good. <laughs> I was like, what? Why did you pretend? Why did you like present them to me as if they're both our traditions? though? like, <laughs> what was that? Um, I like that you seem to share the same nostalgic qualities for cheesy 2000s movies that sometimes it's hard to find. <laughs> And people, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to be a very specific age range, I think. So. It was very right place at the right time. Yeah. 
But I mean, come on, there's some fucking gems in there. He's doing his to-do list for the day and he's like, solve world hunger? Tell no one. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and it's so crazy because it's like the same exact idea for like the live action Cat in the Hat, but that one is horrible. And it's just like, I don't get why one was like really good in a kind of corny way, but like delightful to watch and why the Cat in the Hat one is painful to watch. Despite being yeah. like, so close, pretty similar in their execution. Um, also, where are you? Christmas is a, it's a, it's a great song. Oh yeah, wait, what are we? We're in the middle of your media roundup. Is that what we were doing, or what were we talking? No, about? we're talking about Christmas movies. I, I, I mean, my only media roundup is I've been enjoying this show, Who Is America, by Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, get yourself a month of free Showtime, um, and speed run that, and oh, watch the movie, movie Barton Fink. It's wonderful. <sighs> How about you, Adrian? What have you been up to? I was able to get myself a little illegal version of Eric Andre's new movie, Bad Trip. His new, like, prank road trip movie. It's exactly what you would expect. Like, the plot is terrible. His acting during, like, the plot scenes is terrible, but the pranks are pretty funny. It really peaks early on. There's this one scene that me and Phil, like, when we talked about the movie, we're both like, oh, that was easily the funniest part of the movie. So if you like the Eric Andre show, you'll like it. And then I watched the documentary Take the Ball, Pass the Ball about Guardiola's tenure over a stellar Barcelona team for four years. Uh, If you're a soccer fan, it's definitely a good documentary. I think we talked about in another episode about how I didn't really watch Maradona play, but this was like a soccer team that was like I watched during my formative years that it will be talked about for a really long time. And then the last thing is Joe Van came out with a pretty good single called Age recently. Enjoying that one. Joe Van, a solo project from the frontman for From Indian Lakes, which is one of my favorite bands. As a solo work, he usually does very stripped back uh, music, and so this new single is kind of fun because it has a little bit more of a soundscape to it, so I recommend it. And let's get to it. What age did you find out Santa wasn't real? It was one of those things where it's like a third child syndrome where they didn't really care to keep up the charade. (laughs) But I know that the way my brother found out is because in the early days of my brother's childhood, my parents were big on like, we have like hour-long home videos of just being on a car ride (laughs) because my parents like to videotape everything. And so the story is that my brother found the videotape of them wrapping his present from Santa and like buying it too. <laughs> Why would they document that? How um, is that possibly so important. That was that's the uh, that's the canon story of how my brother found out that Santa wasn't real when he was kind of young. Uh, yeah, I think I learned like in second or third grade, something like that. Yeah, I can't even um, put a date on it to be honest. I think maybe part of it was that at, by the point that they had their last child, my parents didn't want to share credit with anybody anymore. <laughs> I think they were like, hey, man, we're struggling. We got you a gift. This isn't from someone fucking else. This is from us, dog. <laughs> we got this for um, you. That, that does remind me of, like, the little cute thing that some kids do. I know, like, my cousins have done it before. It's like, they'll ask Santa, for, like, for the more expensive gift and then ask their parents for another gift and be like, oh, Dad, don't worry. I asked Santa for the Xbox uh, because that's more expensive. Yeah, I just want you to get me the custom controller. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I think would infuriate me. I would be so angry. I'd be like, "Bitch, they're both from me." <laughs> yeah, precisely. Paul, what was the uh, what what Christmas gifts from childhood? Do you like really remember? Uh, I got a GameCube one year. That was pretty sweet. I think that was the thing in our childhood because I remember getting a Wii and I remember getting a Nintendo sixty four. But the sixty four was actually a birthday, not a Christmas. But the Wii was definitely a Christmas gift. Yeah, my my dad got me a Wii the year they came out, and I remember it being like this really impressive thing because that was like one of the ones where he had to stand like before work on a Tuesday. He had to like go to Walmart at six in the morning mm-hmm. and like 
stand in line until Walmart opened to get it, which like that's sweet. Would I do that for my kid? No. Probably not. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I think you lost uh, me at six AM. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I guess a quick story. One of the other gifts that I really enjoyed was a gift from my neighbors, uh, which was the video game FIFA 05 for a GameCube, which might have also been a Christmas gift for my parents. But um, if you guys want to know the old origin story, it's a very classic one for Americans. But the reason I like Milan, uh, 2005, who was on the cover? I think it was Andrei Shevchenko or Ronaldinho. It must have been Shevchenko for that year. Uh, And uh, seeing that jersey and then being the default team to play with, that's why I'm a fan. You see, I was such a... I was uh I was so not uh in the soccer world that obviously I just played with the international teams every time I played FIFA. It's like why would I play a club when I could play the USA? <laughs> <laughs> was was it you the one who I played with where I think it was because you liked in Bruges that uh you decided to play with Club Brugge which is like a very low level team in Belgium <laughs> to want to play that with. That might have been something I did. I do like in Bruges a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like not even Belgians picked <laughs> in Brugge to play with. In Brugge. But yeah, actually, yeah, I think those those were like the really big gifts when we were kids was there was usually like a new console out every two or three years that you'd kind of want. Like definitely got a Game Boy Advance one year and got like Pokemon Emerald and or Pokemon Sapphire. No, Pokemon Ruby. Uh, Yeah. Oh, damn, dude. Do you remember in Pokemon Ruby? That, this is something I haven't played in a Pokemon game in a long time. And I know they're 3D and all that now. But Pokemon Ruby was probably my favorite. And then Sapphire, the like one where they combined Ruby and Emerald. Wait, no, Wait, no. they combined a... Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald yeah. was the uh, s- third one out. I mean, Emerald was those were the ones where you could make uh, secret bases in the game. Mm-hmm. And then you could like console. Link you could put like your... little. Uh, yeah, you could put little plushies in them and stuff. Yeah. 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 Those secret bases were sweet. And then to console link and go to your friends. That was also really cool. I really like that. I think we lost a little bit of functionality because one of my favorite things about Crystal, uh, which was the combined version of Gold and Silver in the last generation was um one it was the full story and then you got to go back and do the whole last league and then face ash as a final boss it was a very like satisfying story but two it used to be that you could hook it up to your nintendo 64 controller directly and play it on your tv which i was always more invested in like tv games than handheld games so it was cool to be able to like play a pokemon game on my tv like that um okay so we've gone through gifts i don't think i have any other notable gifts from childhood or even adulthood Paul, how does your family celebrate Christmas? Do you guys do anything uh, a little wonky, a little, a little different, a little kooky? No. Really? You guys just go straight up? <laughs> yeah, we, we do the unwrapping. Oh, I know some families unwrap presents Christmas Eve night, which always bothered me. Always seemed weird. You're really attacking uh, my uh, my people right now? Oh, do you do that? <laughs> I think the two like novel things or uh, divergent things about Guatemalan Christmas is, one, we usually have fireworks. I don't think it's just Guatemalan. Some Americans do that, too. Uh, but I didn't know about the fireworks thing. Um. Oh, yeah. And then two is that, yeah, we stay up till midnight, open our presents at midnight, eat, and then basically like sleep until like, you know, mid-morning for Christmas. Wait, so how do how do uh, parents hide putting out the presents if you're up till midnight? I think we have presents out like a week before. Like, it's not like a they're supposed to just show up. Oh, so your parents just do it, like, when you're out one day? They're just, like, Santa put them out? Yeah. While you were at school? Okay. Well, I think this goes back to the fact that, like, we didn't really need that illusion. Okay, but oh, I meant when your brother still believed, like, I don't know, was there, like, well, a narrative? My brother's nine it? years older than me. Why would I know what his Christmas <laughs> night was like? 
Well, maybe you had these questions growing up and you wondered. Maybe you watched old home movies by yourself and saw. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you watched old home movies documenting this and learned. The other thing really quick is um, food-wise, we do tamales. So we don't do like a goose or a duck or whatever or a turducken. We uh, we just do a tamales. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That's uh my my uh my I guess family Christmas unique thing is my dad makes coco vin, which is I think a French traditional. Oh yeah, you told me about this. Meal. Yeah. Um. So that's the uh, probably the only thing we do different. Uh, we go to midnight mass. I guess not this year because of uh COVID, but we usually stay up till midnight, go to mass. Kind of sounds like a drag. Our Christmas mass, and then we come back home, sleep, wake up to uh presents. That sounds less fun than fucking partying at midnight like us. Well, okay, you open your presents at midnight. What what do you do? Just stay up real late using your presents? Like, what's, uh... Yeah, what do you mean? Like, yeah, like, the year that, like, they got me, like, a nice soccer ball, I went out and played soccer, like, you just, yeah, you do whatever. I don't know, that just doesn't seem fun, because then it's like, it's like you're fighting sleep because you want to play your GameCube all night, but then, I don't know, it just doesn't seem, like, special. I think, um, it's like you want to open them in the morning and then have all day to use your presents. Well, you do realize you still have the next day as well, right? You don't die after midnight, after the clock, after the clock oh, strikes 6 a.m. Oh, this is the gremlin situation? <laughs> um, the, the paintings on your wall don't come to life? <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, it's it's uh, it's pretty tight. I, I, I enjoy it. And actually, it's one of those things where in terms of like fighting sleep, uh, it's one of those things where as a kid, because it's one of those nights where you're allowed to stay up all night for like as long as you want, you feel really energetic. It's only in recent times where like, I, I don't think like 290 days out of the year, I go to bed past midnight. But for some reason, Christmas makes me feel tired at midnight nowadays as an adult. Where do you rank Christmas? Because for me, Christmas is uh, number one, but it seems like for you, Halloween, Halloween. is number one. Yeah, Halloween yeah. is way more fun. Yeah, but it's more about the whole season for Christmas. It's like, it's the season where you get time off, where everything is, like, cozy. It starts too early these days. You go to Macy's, right, the day after Thanksgiving. They got the music playing. You work at Trader Joe's, and the entire time they got it. All I got for Christmas is you playing on the radio. If anything, it could start earlier. I do like that idea, though, because I think when people learn about um, the origins of Christmas, and it's, like, originated in Saturnalia, which is, like, a Roman holiday, where, like, literally the holiday was a month long. I think I do agree with you in that sense, where I remember when I first heard that, I was like, why don't we have more month-long holidays? <laughs> yeah, I think it was easier back in the day when you had to, like, till the field for a whole yeah. month. <laughs> but then it's like, it's snowing now, we can't do shit, we might as well be drunk this month. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to do in the winter. I'm, I'm gonna be one of those insufferable people that talks about how I enjoy giving gifts more than receiving gifts, so I do like being known around as, uh, in my friend circles, as a pretty decent gift giver. Mm. So, I always enjoy that. Yeah, and my, uh, I, I like that in my friend group, I'm known as uh, even a better gift giver than you, but, yeah. Yeah, I haven't given gifts to any of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I like, you know, whatever, just in general, everybody I know says I'm a better gift giver than you. Okay, let's get into Christmas articles. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get in the spirit. So what I have for you this week is an article that I've been meaning to, or a column that I've been meaning to bring in for quite a while. So this is Dear Sugar. Uh, like I said, I've read a few of her articles, but I don't have like a really, she kind of seems a little bit sassy, kind of seems a little bit acerbic at some times, but um, nothing that I really can say stands out about her. Dear Sugar. 
Kind of crazy, but my girlfriend is seriously turned on by Santa Claus. The old dude, big belly, white beard, his power to find out if you're naughty or nice, etc. The whole thing just gets her going. It's our first Christmas together. We're both in our early 30s. We started dating about 10 months ago, and now we're in love. She rocks. Great sense of humor, sweet personality, intelligent, hot, and the best sex I've ever had. She told me about the Santa fantasy a few weeks ago when Santa started to pop up all over the place. She gets especially turned on when she sees an actual Santa, which starts her thinking about sitting in his lap and what could happen next. You get the picture. Paul, do you get the picture? Yeah, because you spelled it out in incredible detail. <laughs> incredible detail. <laughs> I'll keep it subtle, but she wants to fuck the shit out of Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, so here's my question. My sister has two young sons. A few years ago, she bought a Santa suit, and I've been dressing up in it and going over to her place to give my nephews a thrill on Christmas Eve. How dumb are they that they can't tell that it's like one of their relatives in a Santa suit? <laughs> At least get a stranger to do it. I don't have kids of my own yet. But I love my nephews like mad, and it's cool to see how excited they get when I, aka Santa, walk in the door. Anyway, you know what's coming next, right? It occurred to me that if I keep the suit an extra day, I could give my girlfriend a thrill too. I wouldn't tell my sister about it or anything, obviously. I'd just put the suit to a little extra use before I returned it. Creepy? Good idea? Bad idea? It's not my fantasy personally, but I guess it would be fun enough. What does the sweet and sultry sugar make of this plan? Thanks. Sexy Santa. Paul, thoughts off top. <laughs> um how could this go wrong adrian how could this go wrong i mean the whole thing seems to be so obvious so i think we really need to figure out if we could create a narrative of what you're saying we're trying to backtrack to a moment in which he says uh i can explain yeah yeah because obviously this is obvious like why would it not be a good idea obviously you should keep it for an extra day but what could why is he even writing into an advice column other than to brag about how hot his girlfriend is (laughs) I think the only issue is about his relationship with his sister and whether or not it's okay for him to use a suit that she owns uh, for him to do this that she uses for her kids. Oh, oh, she bought a suit. How much? How many years is she going to use a suit? This seems like a clear <laughs> rental situation. But no, I think um, I think that's the issue. It's okay, so that's the like, fear that his sister would be. You got to get your sister's permission, which I think, like you know, I can't imagine my siblings caring if I did that. But yeah, but who knows? Maybe he's going to get his girlfriend's pussy juice all over it. Yeah, okay. So just set ground rules in your mind. Like, you have to take off your pants. Like, you're not going to do that thing where you just unzip the buckle and pull it down a little. Like, you have to take off all the pants. Leave on the beard. That's the only part you can leave on for the actual sex. Ooh, The beard really? and hat. Yeah. Can't leave the top on? Maybe you can leave, leave the, the top on, on, but Santa wears, like, a, wears a, you know, a jacket Yeah, that goes down pretty far, so you don't want anything getting on that, I guess. Hmm um the boots i assume don't come with the costume you just have to find black boots i don't think that's part of the outfit there is going to be at least some portion of it though where she's sitting in his lap right but that should be pretty like there shouldn't be anything weird about that shouldn't be affecting the suit in any way yeah hopefully not suit that's been grinded on this might be one of our nastier uh (laughs) advices but yeah like uh i mean i've already used the term pussy juice once (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't let her grind on you if she's that (laughs) wet i guess and you still have the suit on i don't know he painted a really good picture of of what she's like obviously once again another ground rule pay to get it dry cleaned after yourself oh i don't know that seems like one of those things where i wouldn't bother <laughs> well if you're worried about the cause i'd give it a little spritz with some febreze <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god. Uh... Oh, I guess the other thing he could do is just buy his own suit, right? If he was really that worried about... Because like, the thing that makes it weird is the fact that he's using it for his sister's kids. That's really basically it. So like, just but he's buy using... or rent What makes suit. it less weird is he's using it the next day before returning it to his sister. So that makes it less like, I don't know, you're not going to be like, oh no, don't sit on that knee, <laughs> other knee. <laughs> So she has a Santa fetish. Interesting. Do you think it's a fact that, like, do you think it's the, what, what is that about? I don't know. You know what? I'm actually currently uh, going back through reading Fanon's book. And uh, so I'm reading the chapter right now about psychoanalysis. And boy, oh boy, let's do some wacky psychoanalysis on this lady. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's like the, do you think it's a fact that he broke in at night and that feels dangerous? Or do you think it's like a more innocent oh, thing? Oh, Santa's a bad boy? <laughs> yeah. And does she think of Santa as like, ooh, he could show up anywhere? <laughs> um even when i'm asleep he's he's walking through the house you don't know what he could come do it seems to be about something about the naughty or nice thing and then also maybe like the uh sugar daddy aspect of santa claus he is the ultimate sugar daddy yeah yeah he's judging you maybe she's like something about that like the fact that she's being judged um it's like a little bit of a nag santa is an ultimate nagger <laughs> can you say that with a little bit better pronunciation <laughs> I really wish I had the video on for this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to be able to recoup from that one. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> Santa does a lot of negging. Yeah, psychoanalysis. Sorry. Yeah, a big part of psychoanalysis is that it assumes that like all your adult um, phobias and sexuality stuff comes from childhood. So, uh, in in a way, that almost that framework almost fits this. That you you have to assume it's been like an early childhood thing that they kind of found Santa interesting in a way, or like you know maybe he, he uh, heard Uncle did something similar to what uh, he's doing, and like th those are really formative moments for her. <laughs> Yeah. Or a mall Santa situation. That's true. Yeah, keep the costume, my dude. Um, I think you can work out whatever awkwardness there is with returning it to your sister an extra day late. Oh, really quick. So I did mention that he could just buy his own. Do you think? Do you think she wants traditional Santa, or do you think that he should buy a sexy Santa costume? No, she wants traditional Santa for sure. There's no way she's attracted to a sexy version of Santa. She wants some <laughs> of the modesty and some of the like, you know, leaving something to the imagination. Yeah. Um, and then on she doesn't top want like an art, like a sleeveless, like low cut <laughs> V-neck Santa top. With no, uh... no, it's like no jacket, but just the suspenders coming up over the like nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think that's the right move. I think you want like your sister's like. I assume his sister bought like a really nice suit because it's meant to trick her kids. So it's probably like a couple hundred bucks to like a thousand dollars. No, um, kids are dumb. It was five dollars at <laughs> Halloween Express. Um, it came with her Jack in the Box meal. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, um, tr treat the costume with respect. Don't return it with weird stains, but otherwise, I think you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Claus is like that, right? Like, hey, you might not like Santa Claus as a person, but respect the position. Respect the title. <laughs> respect the suit. I mean, yeah, this seems like a win-win. It seems like an easy one where it's in your comfort zone and it wins you like a, um, 
you know, maybe reciprocal. She gets to dress as the Easter Bunny for you. <laughs> or if uh, you're Adrian's girlfriend, you have to dress as Pichu. All right. Any any of the last uh, riffs on this one? No, 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 no. Yeah, it seems it seems uh, pretty cut and dry, right? I think so, too. And I think the answer reflects that. I haven't read it yet, but it is quite short. So here's the answer. Dear Sexy Santa, it's letters like yours that make me happy. I'm sugar. That's beautiful. That's hilarious. Your giving spirit is generally what the holiday is all about, isn't it? I say let her have it, sweet pea. Stuff that woman stocking the way only Santa knows how. Hubba hubba. Yours, sugar. That was a great answer. Yeah, very succinct. And she managed to avoid saying the N-word, the two parts of a good answer. <laughs> the two things <laughs> you need to deliver a good answer. So I guess I didn't look into this article all the way, but what do you think the chances are that this is Rebecca Sugar of uh, Adventure Time fame? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think low. But Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You're right. <laughs> How many sugars are there? <laughs> um, Glucose? Sucrose? Uh, dextrose fructose galactose maladextrose <laughs> all right all right you ready for uh, my article yeah that's it for me that's my little goofy holiday um I- i'm assuming paul brought in something more like heartwarming and like you know appropriate for the season yeah i brought in an article from a uh, jewish advice column for this christmas <laughs> published on uh forward forward magazine And it is titled, I'm Afraid He's Going to Fall for Christmas. The question is, the question, oh, by the way, this isn't for any single advice columnist. They have a uh, a medley of answers for this, uh, for the forwards advice column. And it's called the Seesaw, right? Um, It is called the Seesaw, you're right. Okay, so um, I'm afraid he's going to fall for Christmas. I'm a Jewish man married to a Jewish woman. But I, Jewish, it's like there's a dash in it to mean like ish, like sorta. Married mm-hmm. to a Jewish woman who grew up celebrating Christmas with her non-Jewish mom. We decided that our children, we have one three-year-old boy and plan on more, will celebrate the holiday exclusively at my in-law's 100% Jesus-free house and never in our Jewish home. Now that my son is getting older, I am struggling with this more than I anticipated. Whenever we pass by Christmas decorations or Santa, he gets so excited, and I feel as though it's my responsibility to suppress this excitement and remind him we are Jewish. The funny thing is, I grew up getting excited about Christmas, but it was okay because we didn't actually celebrate it. Seesaw, is it time to let go and make peace with the fact that Christmas is something my son celebrates? Or can I find a way to make it clear that it's something that his grandparents do that we join them for? But it really, like, isn't our thing. Signed, Scrooged. Let the boy have some Christmas. A little Christmas won't hurt. Yeah, let him have some Christmas. He's a kid. He's a kid in America. Let him have some Christmas. Let him have, let him have both. Christians still let their kids celebrate Halloween, right? And it's kind of the same thing where, like, my, like I know at my parents' church, there's one f- fundamentalist guy who, like, texted all the parents, like, why you shouldn't let your kids celebrate Halloween because it's a wicked mm-hmm. holiday and it's for the devil. But I think every non-insane person realizes that <laughs> yeah. in the modern day, it's basically a secular holiday. And That's what our church did. Is, um, they did the Friendsgiving thing that I do, where they slapped the label Harvest Festival over it and then banned a, a few costumes, like scary, actually scary costumes. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, it's a pretty secularized holiday. And I think Christmas is the same way. I don't see why. Like, just tell, like, don't tell your son about Jesus. He, like, I doubt he'll ever learn. <laughs> I don't know, man, when he sees that bumper sticker that says Jesus is the reason for the season. (laughs) (laughs) 
tell them those people are crazy fundamentalist religious people. And at this point, you'd basically be right. Who actually cares about the reason for Christmas? Yeah, that's true. On top of that, like, half the traditions are pagan anyway, not even Christian. They're all, like, what What does bringing a tree into your house and wrapping presents have anything to do with Jesus? They're all basically pagan oh, traditions. yeah, I alluded to that earlier about Saturnalia or whatever. Let your son celebrate Christmas. Let the boy do it. Let him get more gifts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh. Dorley got mad at me during our last call because I didn't say Happy Hanukkah to Zach. Wasn't your last boyfriend Jewish? Damn. No. He was a he was a Gentile. Then why do you have Hebrew tattooed on his arm? I don't know because he was kind of a dumbass. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Can you imagine being a white person or a non-Jewish person and getting Hebrew tattoos on your arm? What leads you to that point in life? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Why are we Why are we getting Chinese tattoos or any of that? So, anything else? Any fun ways? Should he Should he make Christmas Jewish? Should he do a Festivus thing? Should he do a Seinfeld thing? Yeah, I don't know, because it depends on what kind of family his wife's family is, right? Yeah. Because if they're just doing the basic American Christmas, it's very easy just to like, give that a preface of like, uh, yeah, this is just like an extra celebration of the holiday or whatever. Uh, without, I mean, you know, if they're not going to like Midnight Mass or whatever, then it's pretty easy to make it a non-Jesus thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially because every Christmas movie he's going to watch that's like in the mainstream that's not by whack jobs is <laughs> gonna be very much not about jesus either so it's pretty easy to like get that yeah. narrative going and i mean m- people call him santa claus not even saint nicholas you can't even tell that he's at all like connected to any version of what was a saint and even before he was saint nicholas he was just like i think some sort of like norwegian forest god or something like yeah what what is the jewish problem with christmas because don't they also believe in jesus like at least like baseline uh well they don't believe just he too, was the son of the, god yeah right so it's just too celebratory for one dude who like healed some people i guess yeah 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 you're right that's a good point he should he should tell him the story of jesus but just be like he was the coolest jewish guy ever and they killed him for being jewish <laughs> yeah actually that's a good point yeah and be like and he was pretty okay and that's why he gets one day hanukkah is nine days jesus gets one clearly that candle is more important than jesus so just keep that in mind move it forward yeah, also it's um he's making a good point about like going around in the world and seeing what Christmas looks like for other people. But ultimately as your kid and he's like a fucking kid, he's gonna believe whatever the fuck you tell him. <laughs> like kids believe the stupidest <laughs> shit. Just give him like a good like excuse about why Christmas is celebrated that's non Jesus related and he'll fucking oh, yeah, buy it. he's three years old. That's so crazy. At three years old, there's no way he's making any connection between what even the difference between Judaism and Christianity is, unless he's had like a really specific formative experience. I'm yeah. sure he doesn't even understand he has a different religion than most people. I don't think he knows what a religion is. Yeah, like he's three. Well, I guess the question is about as he grows older and as they have more kids. Do you think this speaks to the fact that Christmas is just more popular or more fun than Hanukkah? I think it speaks to the fact that there this is a majority Christian nation. You don't think it's the fact that Christmas is just kind of more fun? Well, Hanukkah isn't, like, really one of the big Jewish holidays, right? It just happens to be at the time when yeah. everybody gets out of school and near Christmas, so they kind of upped it in importance to, like, match, like, oh, we have time off and something, like, we can celebrate. Yeah, um, yeah, they gave it a uh, a promotion. Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> because the big Jewish holidays are, like, uh... Passover? Are, like, Sakat, Yom Kippur... Um, there's another one I'm forgetting. Purim? 
I don't know what any of these are celebrating. Um, I know Sakata is the one where you have a tent. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important part of it, the tent. <laughs> that has to be fun for a kid. Up, up the importance of that one in his mind. Being in a tent, that's kind of sweet. I think what um this column really highlights is the fact that, sure, Kamala Harris is our first half-black South Asian vice president. We could have had our first Jewish president if Bernie had been nominated, you know? I think that's a significant representation for kids like this. You're just going to do this. You're going to go remind me of how Bernie didn't win right now. Ruin the whole <laughs> mood of this podcast. We're having such yeah. a good time saying slurs. Talking about sexy Santa. Talking about sexy Santa and how much uh, you want to put stick it in a Pokemon. I went there. Do you think part of this has to do with like, it seems to me like uh, this kid isn't in a Jewish community, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Because it not. seems like part of the solution that would be really easy is if you just like lived in like the part of Columbia and Forest Acres where the Jewish people lived. And it just like that had enough like spirit and community behind it to be like, oh, that's the fun thing to do. Mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. He should become a Hesed. <laughs> I don't think they're. You... Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um... Yeah. All right. Where, where are we going with this? What's what's the what's the narrative? What's the jokey? What's the riff? Celebrate Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, split the difference and take Monica and Christmas. Split the diff. <laughs> Split the difference between those two, and you get Kwanzaa. Put put them in a little dashiki and, <laughs> and the kufi. Those are the big three, right? Are there any other holidays that like overlap with? Does Scientology have a claim to like a winter holiday? I have no idea. That'd be kind of cool. If Based they on did. their branding, I would be very surprised if they didn't. Um, like that's the day the Oregon's are like most active on the solstice. Yeah, it's the time of year where everyone upgrades their e meter. I always thought like it was pretty fun as a kid with the whole like. Jewish people always had that joke about like eating Chinese food on Christmas because they weren't celebrating right. Christmas and it was the one place that was open. I always was also, like, oh, why couldn't they just cook a meal? Romantic. <laughs> <laughs> just eat in. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, that was always like a fun romantic notion to me. I always thought that that sounded like a cool thing to do. All right, you want to get to the answers? Um, I'll just pick the person with the uh, most Jewish name, and that would be answer number one by Susan Katz Miller. Okay, Susan says, You can decide to have a Jewish home and give him a Jewish education, but you need to make peace with the fact that your son is part of an extended interface family. You did not grow up celebrating Christmas, so it isn't really your thing, but it's your son's. You agreed to a secular Christmas, which seems like a reasonable concession given that your son is being raised Jewish. You can reassure yourself that it is a secular Christmas, Santa, not Jesus, that excites your son. But you must also accept that although your son is being raised Jewish, he knows he has a mother who grew up celebrating the holiday and grandparents who still do so. And ultimately, your son will make his own decision about religious identity and practice as all children do in adulthood. Uh, she goes on to explain her own uh, upbringing celebrating Christmas with her grandparents and celebrating the secular aspects of Christmas with her cousins, and says that you should explain the difference between secular celebration and religious celebration to your son, and I'll start reading the end. You might be interested in my essay, Why Interface Kids Love Hanukkah, Even If They Get Christmas Too. What you cannot do is banish all hints of Christianity from his experience as a part of an extended interface family. He is an interface child, and on some level he already knows that. You job as a, I'm going to assume you're, your job as a parent is to help him feel good about who he is, to the tune of Let It Snow or Let It Go, singer's choice. 
signed Susan Katzmiller. Hmm. Okay, that was a very understanding and uh, good answer. I I can't. I don't know if this is the bio she uses for every question, but the fact that her bio is an interfaith child and an interfaith parent. Are we using those as identifiers now? Is this this part of our intersectionality? (laughs) Interfaith. Oh, it looks like one of the other guys, Jim Keen, also has a bio that's based on the fact that he married a Christian. I always found that so crazy to me. Like both when I was in church and out of church is like, how do you how do you make that work when you like fundamentally apparently believe in different things? I guess that's probably people who like only have the aestheticism or like the on paper of it. But how do people who actually practice? Actually, all three of these people seem to have (coughs) interfaith special specialities. Maybe that's why it's called. That's the point. Yeah. Seesawing between two cultures. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the point. This might be an interface advice column. Okay, that makes sense. What a what a yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> That's a description of the column. The seesaw is an advice column for uh, real issues faced by interface couples and families. Man, I mean, I'm glad this exists for somebody, but holy shit, I, I can't imagine if this was the biggest problem in my life. <laughs> you know, it's quite interesting to me because I remember in elementary school, our teacher asking us if we would ever marry somebody outside of our religion, and I was the one person. That seems like one. a weird question to bring. <laughs> <laughs> to bring up I, I was the one person at the class who raised their hand i was like i don't know if i care <laughs> paul was like who's who's available <laughs> who's willing to accept me <laughs> you think i was just a really desperate elementary schooler <laughs> yeah i think you were no i think i would have said the same thing but i would have found it i don't know i always think think it's weird i mean i think as a non-religious person it doesn't really matter right like yeah. there's no tension there except for like on their side but for like yeah for this these kind of things always seem interesting to me what if you're like one of those progressive religious people who was like, oh, it is really all different paths up one mountain, spirituality, any religion can... Oh, hey, you're bringing back James from last episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the way you reconcile it. Either that or you're like one of those religions where you don't actually either care that people are other religions because you feel that way, like as like part of their belief system. Like I think Hindus don't try and convert, convert Christians because they think they're like basically doing the right thing. Um, yeah yeah i think that's also really funny that like really progressive modern christians believe that but it was also like the warlord genghis khan's like preferred way of believing because he never converted any of his conquered territories to his religion because he was like oh yeah all gods are valid why would i why would i question somebody else's god dude what a king all gods are valid (laughs) that really was it with the clappy hand emotions yeah he was a warlord who murdered tons of people and stole everybody's shit but he was i love that pretty progressive on (laughs) on religion he had the same opinion like modern philosophy and religious professors do (laughs) about (laughs) man we need to rehabilitate him in his image yeah i don't know that's it's that seems fine this seems like something where um weirdly enough in in all the other issues that we've touched on this is one where i'm like i don't know if i want to say anything about it or care much about it i'm too outside to really care whether or not you teach your kid to do christmas or not um so this was actually tamer than some of the sadder ones i found on this topic um because there was another one another advice column on the same issue that was a girl who was like writing into an advice columnist a jewish advice columnist and her point was so i've moved in with my boyfriend and i agreed you know i'm not really that religious so i agreed like we would basically like when we live together it'd be a jewish household we'd celebrate jewish holidays and um and partake in like jewish practices but now that it's getting close to christmas time i just find myself really sad i just like christmas was a really important part of my childhood and i just want to be able to celebrate christmas what can i do about this and i was like oh jesus christ honey (laughs) like 
oh no, like clearly talk to your boyfriend and you should be allowed to celebrate a sec, not even allowed, that's such a creepy word to use, but like why could, Why are you writing into an advice columnist about this? Celebrate a secular Christmas with your boyfriend. That's also, assuming it's one of those times where that. Christmas and Hanukkah doesn't overlap, just go somewhere else. It's so, it, it made me very sad for her. Paul, is this one of those things where you have enough like culturally diverse friends at this point where you have a lot of friends who don't celebrate Christmas or is it one of those things where they're all so assimilated that they all just kind of celebrate Christmas anyways? I think all my Hindu and Jewish friends do celebrate Christmas. I'm not sure. Damn, there you go. There's the survey. Just celebrate Christmas. It's dope. Yeah, I mean, I I love celebrating every holiday. Diwali's a fun one. Um, Mm. If anybody wants wants to invite me to their tent for Sikhat, I'm down. What else? Uh, Halloween. Uh, that's for your people, Adrian. I'm down with that. <laughs> if anyone wants to invite me over for a cookout for MLK Day. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, what what holiday would I not celebrate? No, I think I'm pretty much down for any of them. There's probably some holidays that celebrate horrid things like uh, Christopher Columbus Day. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, Italians. Don't invite me over for your Christopher Columbus Day celebrations. Hey, boy. <laughs> it's your friend, Alessandro. Hey, we're doing a Christopher Columbus Day. <laughs> That's an episode of Sopranos where the uh, the two communities have issues uh, between the Native Americans and the Italians for celebrating Christopher Columbus Day. And so they go to the uh, so they go to the Native American casino to iron it mm. out. That's hilarious. I do like how part of the argument there is like Italians being like, it's our one guy. Who else do we got? Mussolini? (laughs) And then the the one guy from the actual Italian mob they brought over is actually like, we actually don't like him in in Italy (laughs) because he's from North Italy and we think they're all snobby bitches. Oh, I thought it was because he was working for somebody else when it happened. So like his heritage didn't matter as much. No, it's just because he's from North Italy and they think they're snobby. And then his character- That's actually the same opinion that my advisor has. (laughs) And then- (laughs) That he's like, like in Italy, we don't like him so much. But now that I'm here, ah, uh, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North Italians, what are you gonna do? They're all about their uh, fancy designer brands and stuff, and their fashion weeks. Oh, is that where Gucci comes from? Yeah. That being said, Milan is in North Italy, so that's uh, uh, shout out boys. to the soccer. You know how most soccer teams are sponsored by big corporations to make a lot of money, like uh, like, yeah. What is it, Air Dubai or uh? Fly Emirates. Fly Emirates. Yeah, we're we're sponsored yeah, we by s- Milan as a podcast. We're actually the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're part of their. Um, we're part of a raffle. <laughs> Adrian was a little kid with cancer that th- got to go out and score a goal at halftime. <laughs> I-, I think it might be too drunk. I don't know if that made sense, but it was funny to me to say. <laughs> that was okay. All right, Paul, you want to get to our third segment? Yep, yep, yep. Let's go there. All right. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let the audience in on a little secret right here. This is actually me and Adrian recording the next day because uh, of the shipping company Federal Express, also colloquially known as FedEx, it took a while. Yeah, to ever get, heard of him? <laughs> to get Adrian his uh his gift, so we're recording this segment the day after the previous segment. So if I sound substantially more sober all of the sudden. <laughs> And if uh, I sound sleepier all of a sudden. <laughs> and if I sound um, like I'm enjoying a great cup of coffee and ignoring my likewise. actual nine to five job to be doing this with Adrian, <laughs> that's And why. if it sounds like uh, Paul is much more snug wearing a sailor beanie right now instead of being no capped, uh, <laughs> that's also part of it. <laughs> I am very cozy. 
Um, and if Adrian sounds like uh, he's regretting spending seven ninety nine on expedited shipping to get Paul's present there by the time we were supposed to record, <laughs> I, I I got the fastest shipping possible. Uh, this is on FedEx. We already discussed that. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, um, all right, Adrian. Uh, I, you only have one box to open with two gifts in it. You sent me two gifts in separate boxes, so I'll go first. We'll do a little sandwich. Okay, um, perfect. I'll open. Oh wait, first do we need gift. to explain this segment, or are we just? Oh yeah, we're we're me, me and Adrian sent each other Christmas gifts, y'all, because we love yeah. each other. And we're gonna open them two weeks early because you know <laughs> what is time. <laughs> what is time? Uh, for for you guys, it's coming out after Christmas, so if anything, we're late. Oh, I think it's coming on Christmas Day. Oh, nice. Okay. Which, as we've discussed, is late for me because we would have opened them uh, last night. And I assume most people are gonna tell their family, "Hey, y'all." One minute, I need an hour to go listen to the newest episode of Big Facts No Cap. <laughs> no, no, no. That's when you put it on the family Bluetooth speakers and you listen to the family. That's a tradition. That oh, yeah, has. yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to do this every year. We're releasing our Christmas episode. All right. Um. Yeah, no. I mean, I think Dora Lee already has both of her presents already opened and in use for me. So I think we, we I've set a precedent that, like, Christmas Day isn't really that important anymore. But you are actually going to be with your family this Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah so um she could have waited also well yeah well one she found because it wasn't wrapped it was just in their basement which uh we didn't think she was gonna go down into and then the other one she picked out and then i wasn't gonna like do that thing where you pretend to wrap it and like like she doesn't know what it is and give it to her and make her wait for like a month and a half um (laughs) quick shout out to my sister though she posted uh, something on facebook today that really made me laugh which was a um a uh like how it was and like how it's going now meme uh based on her uh animal crossing island Mm. uh so it's two pictures of her animal crossing island and her character and in parentheses she makes sure to note that the reason her character's skin is lighter in the second one is because she gets a little bit lighter during the winter which (laughs) (laughs) man oh man i love my sister so much man (laughs) that's hilarious i love that okay that Um, is uh she is woke as a woke as a joke dog (laughs) well uh i'm gonna go ahead and unwrap your first gift adrian That was very convincing. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to cut this part out. I don't know how to act surprised. All right, all right, all right. It is... And the Emmy goes to for best leading role. <laughs> I'm putting this on my uh, acting reel. It is a crossword jigsaw puzzle because you've combined my love of jigsaws, jigsaw puzzles, with my love of crosswords, so it's a jigsaw puzzle with a crossword on it. So it's a lot of black and white pieces. So the way it works is you actually have to solve the crossword first, and then you do the puzzle. Oh, really? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, shit. What if it's a crossword's hard? Uh, actually, it doesn't look too bad on the back of the box. It looks like there's a lot of, like, black spots. It's not like a completely, it's not like a New York Times one. Yeah, I think you're going to be okay. Cool, cool. That's that's really fun. Oh, so I get to do both activities I enjoy. Yeah, uh, I guess you you are worrying me a little bit because I saw your time for the uh, crossword today, which uh, <laughs> this might take you a while. <laughs> Fuck off. That, that wasn't my best day. I've been beating you a lot recently. I beat Sean today. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Great. You did good today. I did particularly bad. All right, Adrian, would you like to open my gift to you now? Yes, I'm very excited. Oh, um, thank you so much. That was wonderfully oh. selected. Yes, of course. 
Um, actually, I'll make a quick comment that I don't really know if that's better or worse than your second gift. So we might have a, a sharp de uh, decline or incline <laughs> in excitement uh, for your second gift. All right. So I've got this box. It's about roughly the size of an extra large dog cage. Uh, it looks pretty big. It's very shiny. Um, it's got a big bow on it. Hole. Marking sounds coming out. <laughs> It's uh, roughly shaped like a Kia Sorento with a bow on the hood. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's uh, just filled it with rocks. <laughs> Alright, it is open. I'm going to not look and just take out the first thing. And, oh shit, that is, that's awesome. Uh, it's a AC Milan beer glass, two of my favorite things. This is going to be my new beer corner glass. Uh, nice! Paul, getting me the official merch, too. Damn, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. It's a big boy, too. Holds, <laughs> holds a whole pint. It holds a whole pint. <laughs> you uh, know how those Italians drink. Actually, they don't <laughs> drink that much beer, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you want me to go ahead and open the second one, or do you want to do a switch off? Because uh, I was able oh, to do that without off. seeing... Okay, cool. Let's switch um, off. Yeah, all right. Uh, what, do you have any comments on whether or not that's the bigger of the two presents, or... Uh, I think it's about the same. It was actually significantly cheaper than the other one you got, but I think they're both okay, about, okay. like, as nice as each other. Um, Smart move. And then, or I mean, the next one is significantly cheaper than the glass. Mm -hmm. um, and then what was I going to say? Oh, there was a part of me that was, like, a little bit worried, like, a mom whose, like, son asks for a Nintendo and then gets him the wrong thing. I was worried that there was, that like, before, two yeah. teams called Milan, like, there's two teams called, uh... What's the famous one? There's like the one that's like, is it Manchester City and Manchester, and Manchester United? United. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. kind of worried there was that sort of situation, and I got you like the wrong Milan. Uh, well, there is there there are two Milan teams. Uh, oh, okay, but uh, I got you the right one. You got me the right one, yeah. Oh, okay, thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not something I've talked about on Pod before, but yeah, Inter Milan. The whole story of it is that they the team broke in two because one of them wanted to only focus on italian players and the other wanted more international players uh and i stuck with the team that were the nationalists but <laughs> that <laughs> happened like you know a hundred years ago so i don't, uh, I don't feel bad about it yeah <laughs> all right i'm now unboxing gift number two which is weirdly light is my comment about it it's about yeah. the size of a shoe box but it's like a weirdly light box so <laughs> you're not gonna continue the bit about pretending what they're looking what they look like <laughs> Oh, it's a hat. That makes sense. <laughs> it's a hat with our title on it. It's Big Facts, No Cap. <laughs> and it is a cap. And as someone pointed out, I could have just put no without the cap on it, but I don't think enough people would have gotten what that means. <laughs> Works with your outfit already. How do I look? It looks great. This was one of those things where I was worried that like there might be two Big Facts, No Cap podcasts, and I would have gotten you the wrong one <laughs> embroidered onto the, <laughs> onto the hat. <laughs> Um, thankfully we don't have an official logo or font, so I think you were good with any. Oh yeah, I, I have a weird preference for like, uh, fancier, like, serif, uh, looking fonts, so that's the one that I chose. The, the, the font size on this just definitely, and the fact that it's a little bit of a deeper hat than I usually wear just definitely makes me feel like, um, what's his name from 30 Rock, uh. Oh, Judah Freelander? <laughs> yeah, Judah Freelander's character, like, with his, his, some of his best hats, like, extra cheese or half centaur. Yeah, the kind of, like, trailer-looking hats. I really like those. Um, Yeah, so the preview, it looks better than what the preview looked like, because the, the customizing on it was not very 
like it was like this is an approximation of what it's going to look like oh yeah and sometimes they don't show it with the curve of the hat when you're looking at the site so it's just like text on top of like an image i think it turned out better than yeah yeah it looks real nice i'll definitely wear this and black is a good color it can go with a lot of things oh yeah yeah i know you're you're a moody boy thanks adrian (laughs) oh i think the other thing i was thinking is that i was trying to get like a newspaper looking font kind of like the way it is in our logo or in our uh title square that doesn't come through 100 percent but <laughs> i was trying to be like man. magazine like when you cut out letters for a ransom note that's kind of what i was going for <laughs> all right you, you spelled, for my you spelled big and facts wrong no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> okay um okay a lot of padding on it. This definitely feels softer than the first one. <laughs> That's the glass. <laughs> um, oh, shit. It's a scarf. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, this is one of those things where I've never thought I would never buy this for myself. And so I'm so glad someone else bought it for me because, man, this is the look. <laughs> um, I also I guess AC Milan must have won a championship in the 80s or something because it's dated on the scarf. Oh. There's a date like. 1980 something uh, or maybe on, it's actually... when the club was founded maybe it's 18 something yeah yeah it would been like 1891 1899 yeah yeah that's the founding of the club nice dude this is uh if i ever go to a uh an actual game which is definitely on my bucket list i'm gonna have this wrapped around me uh love it Do yeah the European only other one i have clubs from... ever tour the u.s is there ever any like exhibition matches against the mls or anything like that it usually happens uh every summer uh, a lot of european teams will come and play games so i actually have seen them in charlotte uh that was oh. my christmas present one year i went to go see it with my dad uh and so f- it was one of those things where we were just kind of lucky where um we would go to whichever teams were playing in charlotte and that year it just happened to be ac milan and i think liverpool or Bayern. um so yeah like yeah um i have actually seen them live but you know would love to go to the San Siro and actually uh, watch an Italian game. You know, yeah. get like a slice of pizza, get a <laughs> get a Negroni. Uh, my only fear was that you don't dress preppy enough that I don't really imagine you in a scarf nowadays. Maybe like a little Back bit in high, in, school. in high school. It would have been yeah. more like with your outfits. But maybe what? Maybe one day you can have a special outfit <laughs> that a scarf yeah, yeah, fit yeah. with. Whenever I'm doing like my like preppy sporty spice look, I think this or- would go great. Or if you actually go to a game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah or the just other keep thing it out is, so people know you like Milan. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, a lot of people just put it up as like a, a room decoration. I, I remember uh, the only other scarf I have is my that bro- my brother bought it for me when we uh, went to go watch New York Red Bulls, uh, which was actually a surprisingly good game. Even his husband was enjoying the game because it was a, a very tense one. Um, and yeah, I've like gone through different phases where like I've had it up in my room or kind of just like kept it in my closet. But uh, yeah, I might just pin this up. Thank you, Paul. Those were two good gifts. Very on theme. Yeah, we both uh, we both really kept it to uh, things people would know about us from the podcast, which I guess is a good idea. Yeah, well, I'm not trying to teach you anything new about Paul, but <laughs> by what I get him for his present. Where we just like find out that Paul's really into watches. <laughs> oh my god, what if I was one of those dudes? Uh, Tin has a side business where he buys and sells watches. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like novelty watches novel like i have a few like i have one that looks like a game boy 
and I have like a mm. calculator watch. Watches that make me laugh are the only watches I like. Yeah, I have the uh, limited edition Simpsons watch from uh, when they released the Simpsons movie. <laughs> oh, really? That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually don't. But I did get in trouble for wearing it to school because it made too much noise whenever you hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was a that was a really sentient or a really salient memory for me because it was like one of four times that I got in trouble as a kid <laughs> at school. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, one day on a darker episode when we tackle racism on a big facts no cap episode, I'll tell <laughs> about the time I got in trouble at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when we um, I don't know. This is already a school episode, right? <laughs> We've not established that. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Same uh, for success. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah last night um, after we yes. recorded uh, the last half of the pod, I got drunk and then I started listening to our elementary school theme song. And I texted <laughs> Is that how you found it? I just assumed someone sent that to you. I didn't no, realize it was going yeah, on your own. I searched it myself. I was Dude, thinking, awesome. sailing for success at LMES. Sailing for success. Success, we are. And then I was like, what What are the rest of the lyrics? So I uh, Googled it and there was a teacher singing it on YouTube. It's one of those things where you like find out that like some country's national anthem is actually 40 verses long and you like only know like the two that they actually sing when they do it for like a sport event or something i knew the second verse i didn't know the third verse that one took me by surprise no i think the third verse was added later that was definitely not a thing when we were there okay good okay cool yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't no, feel like a bad lmes or that that's the one about community service we definitely didn't yeah. have that part yeah yeah. yeah 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 i do definitely remember that at our school academics come first each and every day i thought it was academics help us along the way that's how the that's how the stanza ends oh yeah (laughs) can you believe they made us think that everyone's yeah okay enough about that we'll 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 get we'll do a deep dive into that on our yeah 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 (laughs) elementary we'll do a uh a genius style lyric breakdown of that that song (laughs) at some point well adrian merry christmas buddy yeah uh happy holidays paul feliz navidad uh, oh are we gonna big fact no cap or just goodbye oh yeah 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 holiday big fact no cap paul i think my big fact for this episode is the first half of this hat you bought me that says big fact nice and then my no cap is the bottom half of that cap which just says no cap all right well big facts no cap y'all uh thank you for joining us uh thank you for these lovely uh, gifts adrian i'm really looking forward to the crossword puzzle yeah we'll see you guys in 2021 Simply melt. <laughs>
this Christmas.